Welcome to Iowa Specialty Hospitals and Clinics Ish Dish Podcast, practical health advice from Iowa Specialty Hospital experts. We want to connect the members of our communities with the latest healthcare information that's understandable, relatable, and useful to your daily life. With us in the studio today, we have Amber Kassler, and Amber is our, I'm going to call her a nutrition coach and diabetes educator. Is that fair? That's fair. Good. All righty. So we are going to talk today about nutrition counseling and diabetes education. Both, All the things, right? yes. And I think there's a lot of people that can benefit from this conversation. Oh, without a doubt. So to start it off, first of all, tell us who you are, what you do exactly. I've kind of teased it a little bit, but just so we make sure. Yes, absolutely. So I'm Amber Kassler, and I am a registered dietitian circa 2010 and a diabetes specialist. I've been working with people with diabetes for a while now, but I became specialized this year. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. Thank what you. did that entail exactly? Well, in order to sit down for the board exam, you've got to have oodles of hours behind you. I don't quote me, and I think they just upgraded this, but I think it's a thousand hours of time spent with people with diabetes, educating them, and then you have to pass a board exam. So grueling. It was, um, I am much better. I wish it was a spoken test versus a written test. I have a tendency to get inside my head, but it was actually just fine. I surprised myself. So I was, I was more prepared than I thought I would be. Good for so, you. Yeah. So that kind of leads me and segues me into the next thought here. I was looking at your profile on our website, which yes. I will just give a shameless plug. It's iowaspecialtyhospital.com. And you have several designations behind your name. Yes. What are they and what do they mean? <laughs> Yes. So I believe the first one is MFCS, which is Master's in Family Consumer Science. So I got my master's degree from Iowa State, emphasis in dietetics back in 2016. Was wonderful experience. And then RDLD, which is Registered Dietitian. LD is Licensed Dietitian here in the state of Iowa. You have to be a licensed practitioner in order to provide medical nutrition therapy. And then CDCES is Certified Diabetes Education and Care Specialist. Wow. Yes. That's a, that's it's a, a lot. lot. Yeah, I know. But you can just call me Amber. Oh, we'll do that. <laughs> Thank you, Amber. Absolutely. So Amber and I have a little story to tell. And I think that you do this frequently for different things. But uh, a couple of years ago, I was at the North Iowa Fair mm -hmm. in Mason City. And I invited Amber to come and sit with me for a while at the fair. And you brought an interesting display with you. Do you want to tell everybody what that was? Yes. Yeah, so I love interacting with the community in that regards. And I always like to have visuals. I'm a visual learner. So I like to include that kind of stuff. And for this particular fair, because it was heat of the summer, I chose to bring some urine samples. Now, they weren't actual urine. I had fun in our kitchen over here at Iowa Specialty messing around with food colorings and waters. But I had a visual display of what it looks like to have hydrated urine mm -hmm. all the way up to you probably should go see your doctor <laughs> type of urine. Yes. So it was basically clear all the way up to brown through the yellow variations. And it's so much more fun to do it that way because people can see it. And yes. without even coming, they don't have to worry about coming up and being nervous about taking a free pen or asking questions. They can just be like, what is that? Yeah. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but it actually says, what color is your pee? Yes. Yep. So I had a cute little display of what colors your urine and all of that kind of stuff. So I try to make it less intimidating for people to come up and talk because, you know, yeah. it does get kind of awkward mm -hmm. coming up and talking to people. So I didn't mean to steal the show, but it really did. A lot of people came up and were mostly just, what is that? And it was the absolute 
best icebreaker I have ever seen. <laughs> well, you're welcome to steal it. Thank you. I still have the models in my office <laughs> awesome. if you'd like to come get them. <laughs> All right. Well, so tell us just a little bit about what it is you can do for the general public. What is it that you actually do in your day? Yep, absolutely. So as a dietitian and a diabetes specialist, I kind of, which is how I've always loved it, had my thumbs in a couple different pies. So as a dietitian and a diabetes educator, I can see patients for their diabetes, obviously being a specialist. But beyond that, as a dietitian, I can see a whole host of different folks. So for diabetes in general, as nutrition is a big part of diabetes, but also if you have food allergies, if you have if you're a mama and have gestational diabetes, I see a lot of those patients as well, too. If you're looking to lose weight for weight management, if you, I've had Dr. Carrie Reese refer down several patients for gut health. So the list goes on and on. You know, I don't think many people realize that of the top 10 killers here in America, nine of them, the last time I checked, nine of them were impacted by nutrition. Oh, that's frightening. Yes. So there's lots and lots of things from cooking classes or just feeling more comfortable in the kitchen to recipe management and meal planning, all of the things, anything that you can think of, I can help out with. So you're not a one-woman show at the hospital, obviously. You have some teammates that work with you. So you guys provide inpatient and outpatient services both? Yep, mostly outpatient. Kelly Benz, she's our nurse educator, and we've got a new gal coming in, another dietitian coming in for the diabetes team, that is. So we primarily see outpatients five days a week. But yes, absolutely. If there's a need on the inpatient side, then we're there to help supplement that as well, too. Okay. What else do you have on your list of fun <laughs> things to tell us about? Yeah, well, it is November. Yes. It is Diabetes Month. Mm -hmm. So this came out pretty well-timed. So I applaud you on that. More than 37 million people in the United States have diabetes. That's an alarming number. Yes. And sadly, one in five of them don't actually know that they have it yet. So a lot of people walking around with hyperglycemia or high blood sugar and really having no clue about it and the damage that can cause. What are some symptoms of that? Like how would I maybe... Excessive thirst, excessive okay. urination. There's a plethora of different, but that's usually what we see most often. If your vision is blurry, those are going to be some of the main symptoms that you'll see with high blood sugars. So yeah, great question. And then outside of diabetes, you have the pre-diabetes world mm -hmm. where you're showing some insulin resistance. You're not able to use that glucose properly, but you're not full-fledged diagnosed yet. 96 million adults. So even more than the type 2 diagnosis, 96 million adults are walking around with pre-diabetes. Eight in 10 of them mm. don't know. Oh, wow. That's a big number. It is a huge number. So really making sure that when you go in to see your provider that you're asking, hey, can we draw my A1C? If you have a family history, if you are overweight, those are some areas that immediately qualify you for being able to get that drawn. Okay. So don't be afraid to ask for it. You know, providers, I feel like they have a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to be an owner of your own health as well, too. If they happen to have forgotten something that day, ask for it. So right. make sure that when you go in to see your provider that you know what your areas of concern are. Yeah, and advocate for yourself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because while we do our best to do that here, it is helpful to have the patient being an advocate for themselves first. Sure. So, yep, absolutely. Let's see, what else do I got here? Yep, diabetes is the seventh leading cause of death in the United States. And sadly, much of it is underreported because it's generally a segue to another health-related problem. 
Type 2 diabetes accounts for approximately 90 to 95% of all diabetes. There are several different forms of diabetes, but type 2 diabetes is the predominant form. Type 1 diabetes is generally diagnosed in youth. We're seeing a little bit more in older age, but that's a kind of a segue into a different type of diabetes versus being just type 1. So mostly the kiddos with the type 1 diabetes. And what that means is basically your pancreas is not pumping out any insulin okay. at all. So you're 100% insulin dependent. You have to give yourself those injections. We've segued here to really encouraging patients over to using a pump. Okay, It's fascinating how technology has changed and they're basically using what would be like a, an exterior pancreas to help do that job. Now, there's definitely a lot of input still needed by the wearer, but I would not be surprised at all if in some time in our lifetime, they've developed something that can just do it on its own. Sure. So if a type 2 diabetes, I understand type 1, and that's mm-hmm. something that you're going to just have to live with it. Yes. Type 2, you can get over it? Or do you always have it? You'll always have it. Once you've been diagnosed with it, you'll always have it. Really? You can go into just a remission, essentially, Mm -hmm. from diabetes, but it'll always be lingering there in the background. So you'll always want to be aware of how you're treating your body, what you're putting into it, how you're behaving, the fun lifestyle, things that we can do. You'll always have to be aware of that. But yes, you can put it into remission. However, at some point, you know, it's a progressive disease. So at some point, no matter what you're doing, even if it's everything perfectly, you're going to still progress and need medications, potentially even needing insulin way down the road. And my job as a specialist is try to delay and prevent that. Sure. To teach my patients how to treat yourself so that way you can delay that process. Wow. That's very enlightening to me because I was always of the thought that, you know, if you're overweight, severely obese or something of that sort, and Mm -hmm. then you end up getting type 2 diabetes, that if you reverse that, it's just gone. You're cured. Yep. Nope. Not so much. Unfortunately, nope. So if you have prediabetes, your pancreas is usually generating or it's operating at about 50% already, just just with prediabetes. And then when, depending upon the severity of type 2 diabetes, it's going to be less obviously your pancreas isn't going to be functioning as well. So it's progressive and it will always be there in the background once you've got it. So Hmm. unfortunately, yeah. Wow. Diet, lifestyle changes forever. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. That sandlot, you know, forever. You got to do that (laughs) stuff. I mean, and that's regardless of taking care of diabetes or weight management. A lot of people come in and they want to choose something super quick that's going to be down mm-hmm. and dirty and efficient. Of course, we all want that. Absolutely. And, and I don't blame people, but I think a lot of people forget that you have to make those changes forever in order to maintain those changes. Right. And that's the hard part. So if you're if you pick a diet that elicits a lot of weight loss initially, then you go back to your old habits or you didn't change any of your habits, so they just sneak right back in or you meet your goal weight and you decide, hmm, I'm fine. I can do whatever I want again. It's going to come back and then some generally. Right. So it's, it's hard. Yeah. So it is hard. Much of my, what much of what I do is being a cheerleader for my patients, which I love to do. It's fun to see them make those changes and to figure out, oh my goodness, this leads to this. And why didn't I figure that out before? And most people often know what they need. They just lack the accountability. So, so what kind of impact does exercise have on all of this? Tons of impact. Yep, absolutely. And you should have an exercise physiologist or something come in, one of our therapists come in and explain more of the down and dirty of that. Absolutely, It 100% impacts all of that. So regardless of if you have a disease that you're trying to manage, we should all be super duper active. Mm -hmm. So I always try to encourage my patients to 
you know, you don't have to get a membership to a gym. You don't have to buy some wicked expensive bike or treadmill, anything like that. Just use what you have. Take a bottle of water and start doing some bicep curls. We all generally have smartphones and many of those people also have smart watches. So track your steps. If you average a thousand steps in a day, let's try to bump you up to 1500 steps a day for the next couple of days and then slowly work you up towards I always like my younger crowd, I'm pushing them for 10 to 14,000 steps in a day, but it's all the goals that the patient set for themselves. They're in the driver's seat. I'm just sitting shotgun, enjoying the ride. So good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. So what else do you have? Anything, any other words of wisdom? Not a ton. On the nutrition side, I always want to plug for dietitians and getting your nutrition advice from a registered and licensed dietitian who has credentialing to back them. Not Google. Not just Google. (laughs) No, not Google. Darn it. There are so many influencers out there nowadays. Many of them are dietitians um, and many of them are plugging accurate stuff. But oftentimes, if it's too good to be true, you're, you're probably finding it from a source that isn't very credible. Sure. So just as you're mindlessly scrolling, which we should all back off on, (laughs) just make sure that you're investing that energy and learning, absorbing the tools from credible sources. Good advice. Yes. I also would love to have you back on to talk to the public about macros. Mm -hmm. Our Iowa weight loss leader is a registered dietitian by trade. Yep. And I was picking her brain one day when I was working down there about macros and how that looks, because you have to have a balance of your carbs, protein, and fats, correct? correct. And how much protein do we actually really need in a day to Mm -hmm. either lose weight or maintain or build muscle? Mm -hmm. It is overwhelming, the information. It really is. It is numbing. It's paralyzing. And I feel like it could be simple, though. Oh, it is. It absolutely can be. But if you find it from the right place and and that person knows how to digest it in a manner that works for you, which is what most dietitians all are very fluent at doing, mm-hmm. then yes, it can be fairly easy. It's just hard implementing that work day in and day out. There is. You know, yes, I'm a dietitian because I love to eat. Right. <laughs> that's, that's how I happened upon this field is because I enjoy cooking. I love to eat. I was a student athlete and I realized, holy moly, I could be way better of an athlete mm. if I took better care of myself, mm-hmm. essentially. So it's amazing how much nutrition impacts everything. I mean, really outside is. of just fueling your body, but the mental load of it as well. What am I going to feed my family? And you're going to a dinner party. Everything is centered around putting something into our mouths. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And it can be very dangerous. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you for more information or schedule you take appointments, mm-hmm. I, right? Yep, absolutely. How would they get a hold of you? Just reach out to the clinic. To the clinic. Yep. Just call the clinic and okay. ask this. In Clarion. In Clarion. Yep. yep. So I see patients and folks, we have dietitians all over. We've got a dietitian up in Belmont. We've got dietitians down in Des Moines. So it's not just me. We right. are teamwork makes the dream work here. So <laughs> if you are centered here in Clarion, our operators are actually pretty amazing. So if you just call a single number, mm-hmm. they will likely get you where you're needing to go. Okay. Shameless plug for the website as well. We're all listed there. Yes. So you can take a peek at what our interests are, what we look like. I know for me personally, that's something that I take into account if it's somebody that I feel like I could be comfortable with. So yeah, take a peek there. All of the information for scheduling an appointment is there. You will need a referral if you have diabetes okay. to come and see us. But if it's just medical nutrition therapy related, you don't. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you so much for your time and being a guest. Thank you so much for having me. Alrighty. It was wonderful.
Thank you for listening to Iowa Specialty Hospitals and Clinics Ish Dish Podcast. For more information on the topics we discussed today, visit us on the web at iowaspecialtyhospital.com. There you can read a transcript of today's episode or previously aired episodes, as well as get the latest news from Iowa Specialty Hospital. You'll also be able to explore all of the services that we offer. For the Ish Dish Podcast, I'm Gina. Thanks for tuning in.